0: Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, wholesome, but explicit conversations about sex, pleasure, and the joy of connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com, where you will find all of the resources we have been creating for you since 2006 when we met in the sweaty, oily halls of sexological bodywork training and dedicated our lives together to one another and to the creation of resources so we could share these amazing uh, experiences we were having together, you know, meeting in erotic massage training and in the, like, queer halls of San Francisco, we were seeing such extraordinary erotic potential alive all around us and we were in our early 20s and we were falling in love and the internet video thing was new right like I was watching the YouTube blog (laughs) and was like huh maybe we could use online technology to share some of these incredible tools and techniques and strategies we are learning and exploring together right and Charlotte and I have ever since been in our pleasure mechanics uniforms we are still zipping them up and working for you all to create tools and resources so we can explore this and this is what my mentor I just got to see my mentor Joseph Kramer founder of the erotic massage lineage Um, got to have a beautiful drive with him and his phrase is what is erotically possible right? Because we all have this feeling within us of something more is possible. And I was really reflecting on this. And then yesterday on the long holiday weekend, we went as a family to see The Little Mermaid remake, which was beautiful and just gorgeous. And Charlotte and I were both in tears. And especially around this one song, you know, the song Part of Your World, where in it Ariel kind of takes stock of what she has. And it even starts with maybe he's right. Maybe there is something wrong with me. And that feeling of like, is there something wrong with me and something broken because I'm dissatisfied and look around, I have all of this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collections complete? Right? And for so many of us, we have all of this stuff all around us. And yet, we are looking towards some horizon. We are feeling some yearning, some burning deep within us. And we want more. Right? And this song, this moment in the movie when, you know, Ariel goes, I want more. And she just belts it out, more. And it's not just more. It's more. with This extended O of it. <laughs> more. 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 And I remember, you know, I was holding the hand of like, one hand of a Charlotte and the other hand on my eight year old daughter, our eight year old daughter. And I was like bawling with emotion because I remember myself being eight years old, watching the Little Mermaid, watching this song, feeling it in my bones and wanting more and knowing that like this force of wanting more and allowing ourselves to want is sacred and important And Ariel, the little mermaid, in my eight-year-old bones became some hero of desire and wanting and being willing to take risks and defy the odds to go after what you want. Mm. And this remake was even better as a parable of desire. And it was smarter and more nuanced and more honest about desire and wanting but it just electrified my little eight-year-old soul again of like feeling like it's okay to want and that sometimes wanting is scary, but we have to go after it anyway and that we can do impossible things and experience. And this is the other thing I really wanted to point out about the song. <laughs> going to cry right now is that, you know, what we want is not more stuff. Right. Like Mm. we can collect these objects that are mere trinkets and the doohickeys and the thingamabobs. But for most of us, what we want most deeply is experiences of being alive and being in our bodies and being in our joy and connecting with others and being alive on this earth. Right. And for Ariel, it's walking and dancing and using her new little feet to prance around and feel the warm sand. And even that, like as a mermaid, she has wet, cold sand all around her. But to feel warm, dry sand and to relax in the sun. So what are your desires? What do you want more of? <laughs> have fun editing this. Sorry if you're wearing earphones. <laughs> your but I think that belting of the more is so important because it's not just more. Right? We all have more of everything. We have so, so much enoughness. But there's something more. There's something we're yearning for. And if we can bring life to that and name it and really understand it, that it's not just more stuff. It's something that wants to come alive in us. Then we can become part of that world. We can move towards it. We can swim our little baby fins towards it. All right. Beautiful. Cut me off.
1: (laughs) there's so much in this, but so many of us don't give ourselves permission to allow ourselves to want, right? There's this fear that if we want something and we can't have it, that that is too uncomfortable and too painful in a certain way that we would rather not let ourselves want. And I think there's a lot of this, that a lot of us don't give ourselves the permission to feel our own wants, to give ourselves space to notice what we genuinely really want to experience.
0: Or, you know, as in that scene, there's some authority figure, real or perceived, Mm -hmm. that is standing over you, ready to destroy your wants and shut them down and tell you, you will never leave the ocean, you will never have what you want. And so is it more painful to shut it down and deny your own wants? Or is it more painful to, you know, take those risks? and go after what you want, even if it means losing something, even if it means taking a risk, right? And this is the very real struggle we are all in.
1: Right. And we do have all of these voices around us that are telling us what we should want, what we should be satisfied and happy with. And there can be voices within us that are saying something different. And allowing ourselves to hear those voices is a brave and courageous act.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So what does this feel like for you, having the experience of wanting or of not letting yourself want? What does that feel like in your body? Where do you notice that? Are you shutting something down? Are you afraid of something that you know you want and you try not to look at? Like all of us have slightly different flavors of this, but what does it feel like to start letting ourselves really want and be okay with that?
0: well and I love this like inner sanctum of the cavern that Ariel swims to where she Mm. hides her human treasures right it's like we all have this inner Mm. sanctum where we hide what is most precious to us like sometimes we think of things that are buried as like the shameful parts of ourselves Mm. but sometimes we bury treasure right we hide what is most sacred to keep it safe and protect it where it has the meaning that it has to us Right. And Ariel's objects are precious to her. I didn't expect this to be a whole little mermaid (laughs) breakdown, but we're going to go with it. Right. Because I think a lot of us know this story Mm -hmm. or, you know, and it's um, a parable for modern times. But um, this idea of like, what is your inner sanctum where you are safe enough to be true about what is real for you? And that is like that most tender yearning place. And then the thing that's so painful is sometimes when these things are expressed or found out or discovered or disclosed, they're misunderstood or misinterpreted. And the fear is like, not only will we not be allowed to have what we want, but we'll be shamed for what we want, we'll be cut off, we'll be outcast. Um, And that's that shame part of this, right? And so many of us have very deep yearnings and this doesn't just have to be for like the kinky stuff, right? Or the transgressive stuff or the taboo breaking stuff. That's all in us too. And the more people I talk to, like we all have some of these desires that we're like, wow, this is really weird. But what actually would feel good to me is dot, dot, dot. I'm like, what is that for you? But I'm also talking about like the experiences you want to have, how you want to feel, how you want to be, what do you want to express? Who do you want to be in the world? Right? Like it's like the big stuff that this is who I thought I should be. And what I've been like the, at the scripts we've been acting on, right. And on my dating profiles, I say like out beyond the scripts and the shoulds and the shames it's like direct pleasure mechanics dating crossover right there but like
1: (laughs) I'll meet you there don't you say I'll meet you there right there is
0: a field and I will meet you there which is also like a roomie reference but it's okay so out beyond the scripts and the shoulds and the shame what are you yearning for what is that horizon for you that if it was okay and safe to want this thing you would sing an anthem about it Like, what do you want more of, right? I'm going to really limit my singing for the second half of the show, I promise. (laughs) But but after we take a quick break to thank our sponsor, I really want to unpack this idea of if we acknowledge this force of wanting as really like the most sacred human energy of desire and creativity and longing, you know, and something that weaves us together and bridges cultures like it's such a beautiful thing why do we struggle with it so much and how can we release that you know so we're going to unpack the desire and suffering thing and you know (laughs) after this break (laughs) we'd like to take a minute and thank our sponsor and longtime friends of the show dipsystories.com dipsy is an app that is a treasure trove full of audio erotica sultry soundscapes and seductive stories to transport you to new worlds, relax you, and turn you on. Dipsy lets you tap into all sorts of erotic energies, from romantic, to fierce, to adventurous, to fantastical, beyond this world kind of stories. You can see what turns you on, feel into what your body responds to, and discover new parts of your erotic self. Go to dipsystories.com slash pleasure for a 30-day free trial of the entire Dipsy library. That's dipsystories.com slash pleasure, Dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, dipsystories.com slash pleasure, for 30 days free access, you will find this link in the show notes and along with all of the links from our other sponsors at pleasuremechanics.com toolbox. That's pleasuremechanics.com toolbox for this and all of our other sponsor links. Big thanks to Dipsy for sponsoring this episode. Wanting. Wanting. And I was joking before, you know, we took the sponsor break about like, we're going to talk about desire and suffering. And I'm laughing as I look around at my bookshelf full of Buddhist books. And like, this is a question that humans have been reckoning with forever. But we need new conversations that affirm desire as a sacred flame that we can trust that is something true, that is something speaking within and through us, and that we can follow, right? Because so many of our old stories and so many of the um, oppressive, uh, am I, am I, am I straying my love? I mean, always, we've been taught to mistrust desire (laughs) is my point. And even like this thing of like desire and suffering, desire and suffering, like this idea that to want is to set yourself up for pain. It, it creates a whole culture of mistrusting desire and then becoming complacent to these external voices about what we should want and should be satisfied with.
1: Right, because if we can just say that we want to desire, we are okay with desire, we trust desire, and we are willing to be with any uncomfortable sensations that arise when we do not get to have what we want in some moments – then we can know that we're still on a path that makes sense mm. and that we can keep walking because perhaps...
0: Or swimming. Or, or or, yeah, Great, great,
1: great. <laughs> because perhaps even if you can't have some specific desire that you want in this moment, that the uncomfortable sensations that arise can still be fuel for you to keep moving forward, mm-hmm. for keep finding something else that suits your needs, wants, desires, perhaps in a different form, in a different shape. Um so I think there's just something about being okay with some of the discomfort and suffering that does happen when we don't immediately get what we want. Mm-hmm. And preferring that over shutting down entirely and not letting ourselves feel our want at all. Mm-hmm. And when we trust desire, then we're willing to feel those sensations.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Because, so also, there. so <laughs> <laughs> because also there's also sometimes we can then look for other ways that we can fulfill those desires. Like we each have a specific context. We each have specific boundaries and relationship agreements and values that we want to live our erotic life through. And so perhaps we need to get creative and find a different way of meeting those desires of Mm -hmm. fulfilling those desires. And it does involve some creativity, some, um, Looking for points of agency and action that you can take to taste some of that mm-hmm. fulfillment of that desire. Mm-hmm. As we're speaking about all of these uncomfortable emotions, I just want to name, I really remember there was a point in time where you had a moment, a midlife moment, where you were like, I want to experience more. I am 40-something, living in rural New York as a parent with a Subaru. Oh my goodness, I have a different vision. My horizon looks different. Like what I had hoped for my life was going to be poly, kinky, like filled with queer community like i don't have that right now yeah this is like mid pandemic where we weren't all hanging out with other people right and you were like i want to create that and it was I am-
0: pandemic but it was also the pressures of parenting and yeah. capitalism and all of those things that restrict our lives and tell us like but be satisfied yeah and i wasn't and i couldn't show up for the joy and connection i did have because there was a part of me that was so Unsatisfied and yearning, yeah. And we were able to be in that together, and it didn't um, diminish what I did have, and it actually made me like my love for you and for our child and for our home. Like I w- loved it even more and more preciously when I could name what else I needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. And now we're here, two years into our poly journey, and I have that poly kinky delicious life, and we have that together. And our horizons feel like, you know, a sunset on fire, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I feel like we're on this new adventure because we got to communicate and do it together. And this is the part about community. And like what Ariel was saying is like, if you would just listen to me, yeah, yeah. you could understand what this means to me. And that I want to be all of these things. I want to be the daughter and the sister and the singer and the mermaid, but I also want to explore land. And, like, Triton had the power. He could have given her legs, like, every full moon, you know? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But you gave me that power. And this is about, like, finding those... Like being able to express what we want and then finding how we baby step forward.
1: Yeah. And you took so many hundreds of small actions that were about listening to your desire and following them and taking actions and communications and choices Mm -hmm. like in all spheres of life to really specifically create the life that you saw that you wanted at this point in life and didn't have and you have fully created it. And it took two years or a year and a half,
0: I don't know, you know, but yeah, like, but I'm still in it. And yeah. now I'm like, what more do I want now? Yeah, right. And that's asking. not a question of like greediness. It's not a question of like, more, more, more. It's like, what would make this even better? How do I live more fully? How do I share my gifts more generously? How do I light this up? And for me, that's loving and sex. Like this is my arena. But for you, it might be from that, you know, first piano strokes, going back to lessons again, to performing, to being in a band, to right? making art, to playing, playing, playing in front of sport. an audience. You know,
1: yeah, this can look so many, so many different ways. And this is where it's like only you can know what mm-hmm. is deep inside you and wants to mm-hmm. be expressed and experienced.
0: Mm-hmm. But when you express it, there's so much more likelihood of getting what you want. And so how do we name it out loud, right? First, there's going into that inner sanctum of ourselves and figuring out what is real for us. And then comes the tender expression. Mm -hmm. And we have a whole episode about how to ask for what you want, how to get what you want. This is a conversation in progress. And one of the things I love about this question is that we're really talking about
1: experiences. I feel like our culture teaches us to want material objects um, and capitalist, like, signs and symbols of success, right? Like, we are all trained to want a bigger house, a nicer car, various clothes, like... People know how to do that. That's an easier thing for a lot of people to access. This question of what do you want to experience in your body with other people is one that takes a little bit more exploration and a little bit more dismantling the things and messages that get in the way. And it's a really interesting and important Uh, exploration I think that we all could benefit from doing personally privately and then sharing when it makes sense
0: but even the simplest of wants right like I want to walk more yeah right like I want to be in nature more I want to lie in the sun and feel it on my skin right the simplest pleasures can be what we are yearning for and if we follow those threads what satisfaction is there waiting for us and what pleasures are there to fuel us towards our next desire. Like this can be a very positive uplifting path of satisfaction cycles and desire cycles. And no matter what your yearnings are, like there's a whole community of people ready to throw their arms around you and welcome you to the fold and teach you their ways and share their culture and initiate you into the things and have you be a newbie and a first timer. And like, there's a whole world to be discovered no matter what you're into, Mm -hmm. right? Like the horizons are all around us. And this idea that like desire can set our eyes really far away at something that seems impossible. Yeah. Like I am a mermaid that wants to dance on my tippy toes. Like I don't even know what toes feel like. And there's a lot of risk in that. And one of the things I loved about the new little mermaid is they had a scene where, you know, she was first on land and being forced into like corsets and shoes. Where there was some ambivalence and some like, oh, what if this isn't what I thought it would be? And what if having feet is not as fun as I thought it would be? And did I make a mistake? And all of those feelings are really normal and natural and part of the process, too. Mm. But I really love what you said about being willing to be with the discomfort of this Mm -hmm. and keep on dancing and stumbling forward. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's just a reminder that what we want, like there's, and some things we don't even know why we want them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like all my sisters are happy being mermaids. Like I'm an amazing mermaid. Like, why can't I just be happy being a mermaid? And for me, this is very familiar with being a mom. Like I'm a mom, I have my kids or I have this career. I've done all the things Like often we hit these points of fulfillment in our lives and we realize we're still dissatisfied Mm -hmm. and then what? And then it is time to look up, to find the horizon, to let something speak through us. Like you know what is actually really true for me is this. Mm -hmm. And it could be something very deeply sexual, kinky, perverted. I'm here for all of that filth, yes. (laughs) And it could be something really poignant and meaningful and a pleasure that was like a meaningful filth too. don't don't force false binaries here and any of this, (laughs) but like it could be something very simple like, you know, playing the piano was always a joy for me, but my fourth grade piano teacher really ruined it and I stopped at fourth grade and I've always wanted to go back to it. So I'm going to buy myself a little electric keyboard and see what it feels like to have my fingers on the keys again and like what lights up in you as you move towards any of these horizons we will throw some links to other episodes in the show notes as we always try to do because any one of these conversations is like this little thread out of this tapestry this question of sexuality and pleasure and connection and joy and the meaning of it all we've been in it for 16 years we're going to stay in it with you we're a community now of over 15,000 erotic explorers from all around the world if you want to be part of Pleasure Mechanics explore what we have to offer you and explore this question of pleasure and joy and desire with us Mm. and like okay great I want to want how do I do that we've got you babe (laughs) we're here for it And this is what we are spending our lives devoted to and exploring and like as deep students of with you Mm -hmm. is how to do this, how to do it well and ethically and, you know, do it well so we can keep doing it and go to those horizons, explore what is erotically possible and have us all get more of what we want, the experiences, the sensations, the feeling states, the states of being How do you want to feel? What do you want to experience in this extraordinary human body of yours? We are not mermaids, we are humans. And no matter where your body is at, and what you feel capable of or struggling with or afflicted with, like there is more yearning to be expressed through and with you. And let's play and let's be in this together. I didn't finish my if you want to be part of Pleasure Mechanics, come on over to pleasuremechanics.com slash free and get enrolled in our free online course to get started with us. If you've been with us for a while, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash love and go a little deeper with us. And now you can take us out with Charlotte's Self-Compassion Minute. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> because as we open to these questions of more. We're gonna hit some raw edges. Yeah. Yeah. Things that So what that do we feel. do, Char?
1: <laughs> we are kind to ourselves. Yes. We're loving to ourselves. We're compassionate with ourselves. These are She's things giving that... A I'm hug giving myself right a hug. A hug so we... <laughs> literally wrapping our arms
0: around each other, feeling ourselves in our seats and in our power, and understanding that we are allowed to want more.
1: And that can start inside of ourselves, in our private
0: in our sanctums, exactly. of our caverns, where we hide our treasures. <laughs> Let's flip Let's... our fins. Let's swim towards the horizons. Let's do it together. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Mm-hmm.